This is the murderer you know. Okay, do the intro. Weep, weep. Well, oh, do the intro. We have an intro now. What is it? Yeah, bitch. <laughs> is it, like, is it this? The intro? Welcome to the murder. You Greetings. Know? Welcome to the murderer you know. Do the intro. You this do the week, intro. <laughs> this week, we're talking about the modern era after Greg v. Georgia era of capital punishment in Virginia. Sorry, we've never done an intro before. That's that was new on me. <laughs> I like that. It was kind of centering. It was kind of like, hmm, we got to focus. Let's you know, just know what our we, expectations are. Yeah, set the set the game, set the plan. <laughs> we could do that. Usually we just blabber and then eventually we stop blabbering. <laughs> I don't think we've stopped. I would call that dishonest. Oh, but. my bad. Well, let's let's try no blabbering this week. Let's just roll right into it. Chapter Chapter one. Wait, chapter two. <laughs> so we were at a, it's unconstitutional JK. Now it's constitutional again. So that's where we're starting. Oh, and this is in episode two. So if you didn't listen last week, make sure you go back and listen to that episode first on capital punishment up through 1982 in Virginia. If you don't listen to that first, I think you might be confused well plus you'll be living a life you'll be amazed to find out that the first execution in virginia was in 1608 we started early yeah and we went long yes (laughs) unfortunately yes as we were talking about last week several states all sort of went on this voluntary ban of the death sentence together around 1962 then in 1972 the supreme court finally declared the death penalty as it was currently being practiced in the u.s cruel and unusual that was in Furman v georgia and then in 1976 they said oh just kidding actually it is fine but you have to give us a very specific list of the crimes that are punishable by death that we must approve and that was sort of their trying to say hey we can do this and we can do this in a constitutional way so that was where that's what i was talking about with it's unconstitutional jk it's constitutional again Mm, yes But there were states, like I said, who had already eliminated the death penalty. And some of those states didn't bring it back after 1976, even when they were allowed to again. And that includes Alaska, Hawaii, Iowa, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, North Dakota, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. Hmm. Interesting mix. Yeah. And another thing that I thought was interesting was no other states have eliminated the death penalty since Virginia did in 2021. I mean, I know that was only last year, which I still feel like it is currently like 2020. So I'm just confused all the time. (laughs) But this means there are still 27 states with the death penalty, although three of those including the big one that most people probably know about is California, have some sort of a moratorium by the governor or something like that. Still quite a few states. I was surprised by that. Me too. 
And one thing I think is really critical to touch on while we're talking about this topic is that at least 190 innocent people have been exonerated from death row, aka they did not do any part of the crime and they are innocent. And that's only since 1973, that number of 190 people. Is that just in Virginia? Well, now no. you want to talk about the worst shit I've ever heard. Yeah. But it's part of the reason why I think this kind of stuff is important to talk about. I mean, more than 50% of our states still allow capital punishment. In 2021, when Virginia finally eliminated the death penalty, I wonder if there were people sitting on death row. There were two. Oh, two. What I don't think we've talked about yet is what's the difference between the old and the modern? Is it just the list? Yeah. Yes. And at some point in time, they also introduced lethal injection. So you could choose between that electric chair from 1909 or a lethal injection. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Choice. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the list is, I think that's important in a way. Like we talked about, it's making sure that we're not having people executed for kind of ridiculous stuff. The number of executions in the entire United States, including apparently federal executions. I don't know where those people are in prison or where they get executed. But in 2022, that's this year, we're actually 10. And last year, 11 and the year before, 17. That's still kind of, I mean, definitely less. Yeah, I'm just surprised that in 2020, during COVID, they were actually executing people. You'd think they had other things on their mind. You would think. Well, people didn't stop committing crimes, that's for sure. And the last yeah. the last person executed in 2021, December 9th, he was 79 years old. He had, mm-hmm. he was 42 when he committed his crime. So he was there for 31 years waiting for his execution. Well, and that is one of people's arguments about why we should have executions, that holding people in jail costs so much money and it's the taxpayer's dollars, but it's actually not less expensive to keep someone on death row. And they are often there for 20, 30 years. That's pretty typical. Yeah. Because like we've talked about before, all of these appeals and stays of execution and all of that stuff, all of those kind of like buzzwords that you've mentioned in our other episodes. Yeah, I think if you're sentenced to death, it's an automatic appeal. I mean, you don't even have to file for appeal. They just give it to you. I mean, I have no idea. I'm not a lawyer. (laughs) No, but that's kind of just another area that's a niche, you know, Mm -hmm. super specific appeals processes and super specific capital appeals processes, but they don't even exist anymore. So it's not something I ever experienced. Mm, Yeah. And then there are all these like pro bono groups, the Innocence Project, you know, who, mm-hmm. who look into people who are on death row and research their cases, because a lot of times these people end up on death row because they didn't have very good lawyers. They were mm-hmm. poor, you know, yep. they weren't well represented. So it's worth a second look. Yeah. I've actually read a lot about some of the different cases that the Innocence Project has taken on. It's very fascinating. Yeah, for sure. 
So yeah, what separates the modern era of execution is, is really that list. They sort of formalized a way that they thought made it more constitutional. They came up with those 15 specific crimes. Murder in the commission of an abduction when such abduction was committed with the intent to extort money or to defile the victim murder for hire, murder committed by a prisoner confined in a state or local correctional facility, murder committed in the commission of a robbery or attempted robbery, murder committed in the commission or subsequent to rape or attempted rape, forcible sodomy or attempted forcible sodomy or object sexual penetration, murder of a law enforcement officer, even in another state or of the federal government, murder of more than one person as part of the same transaction, murder of more than one person within a three-year period, murder in the commission or attempted commission of drug trafficking, murder pursuant to the direction or order of one who is engaged in continuing criminal enterprise, murder against a pregnant woman, murder of a person under 14 by someone older than 21, murder in the commission or attempted commission of an act of terrorism, murder against justice or judge when killing is for the purpose of interfering with official duties, or murder committed against a witness in a criminal case for the purpose of interfering with the person's duties. So it kind of eliminated that people getting executed for, because yeah, it's easy enough to joke about like people getting executed for stealing an apple, but you have to remember that even in the 18 and 1900s, people were still being executed. I mean, there were people on the list of names that I had that were executed for armed robbery, that were executed for attempted rape. So I think just kind of formalizing like what the crimes actually need to be so that it's equally applied across gender, across ethnicity I think is important, but I don't think that it really solves all of the problems. Things in Virginia were still complicated even after that. I mean, it all depends on how you feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of you're people, right. This is something that people feel very strongly for and against. So mm -hmm. I'm sure if you felt that the death penalty was appropriate, then yeah, you thought this list kind of fixed all the issues. But I'm or sure maybe you thought it was too stringent. <laughs> I'm sure there were people who thought that uh, as horrifying as that thought is didn't include enough. Well, I mean, I have to say that there are certainly people in this world and some of the crimes we've talked about. I think there are people who deserve the death penalty. But the problem is you really have to make sure that you have the right people. And mm -hmm. I think, unfortunately, back in the day, Many times the police were just interested in getting a conviction and reassuring the public we caught the guy or something. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm sure, unfortunately, probably half the people who were executed were innocent. Or if you're executed for armed robbery, that's pretty out of control there. But I think one of the things that the death penalty used to work for in court cases or when the police or the district attorney were talking to somebody is they would say, well, we'll take the death penalty off the table if you tell us what happened. But how does that eliminate people lying just to not get the death penalty? Well, that's true. That's true. We're going to um, 
they're going to usually corroborate what you're saying before. Yeah. I know we've talked about that. They can't just take a confession. It has to be corroborated by other things. I don't know. But it was, it was sort of a little something that it was like playing game of cards. It was a card that the prosecution and the police could always hold as a carrot to dangle and say, tell us everything and you won't get the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Maybe it worked. Maybe. Does on law and order. <laughs> <laughs> Our legal expert, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, in this modern era of capital punishment, Virginia has executed a higher percentage of its death row inmates than any other state, whether you think that's bad or good. This was apparently the result of poor defense representation and the most draconian procedural rules in the country at the time. Apparently, there were cases where defendants were denied any judicial review of legal claims that their lawyers failed to raise at the right time or in the right manner, even when through no fault of the defendant, a lawyer missed a filing deadline or something like that. Um, oh. Yeah. So I think it's bad. <laughs> it's just scary. It it's is scary. scary when you think about it, you know, it's scary to think mm-hmm. about your entire, your literal life is on the line mm-hmm. and it's in somebody else's hands and, and they missed a filing deadline. Mm. So now you're getting executed. Horrifying. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not an equal playing field. Right. You know, if, if you're rich and you can afford the best lawyer in the country or you're poor and you get a public defender who graduated law school or just passed their bar last week you know Mm -hmm. i just gotta say though some of the best attorneys i know are public defenders literally well good i'm glad to hear that literally some of the best attorneys i know think some of them go into it because it's a calling they feel like these people who can't afford a good defense should still get one for sure i think that's awesome i mean i guess Is this unfair to say, is being a lawyer a thing that people do because they think it's going to make them rich? And is that kind of a... a Being a lawyer is like anything else, right? I mean, some people become, I would think, some people become doctors because they think they're going to be rich. Yeah. Some people become lawyers because they think they're going to be rich. Not not the ones in government service, usually. (laughs) We're usually very clear on the fact that we will not be rich at the end of the day. Yeah. You've got to believe in it, like you said. Finally, in 1990, the state began instructing juries that defendants sentenced to life in prison would never be eligible for parole. And I feel like we've talked about this a lot. You've said many times that we're not a parole state. So I feel like this is kind of at least in part where that came from. And that sort of started shifting the public opinion on executions again. So it seems like a lot of people were really pro-execution because they were really fearful of these super violent criminals ever being out in the public again. And when people kind of learned, hey, there's another way to keep them from being out in the public again, other than executing them, the death penalty sort of started declining in favor again. Especially for people who are on the line in terms of the death penalty. Mm -hmm. There's another way they're going to jump on it. Yep. And then in 1994, with the continued increase in age of the electric chair, remember, purchased in the early, early 1900s and decrease in popularity of that same chair, old Sparky, 
they finally introduced lethal injection as an option. And since that time, only eight inmates selected electrocution. What a thing to have to choose, man. I mean, I just. Definitely strange, very strange. I just want to clarify for, for our audience that several states have the nickname old sparky for their electric you, chairs you you over there googling that's what you're doing that's why you've been so quiet you over there googling anybody just... ask <laughs> you don't get to claim to know everything if you have to be muted for 15 minutes while you google <laughs> and and virginia is actually one of one of the states quiet google that called their electric chair old Sparky. So, well, I mean, it really sounds like a place full of assholes that would name their <laughs> chair. So I'm just saying, you know, I almost have this feeling that the people on death row might've like come up with that name. Like, oh, you got your date with old Sparky coming up, you know? Uh, I don't know don't about you know that. The, the leading expert on how death row inmates <laughs> Has joined us on this week's episode. Let me tell you about my Google. time on death row. Okay. <laughs> After the 90s, I think, and let me know what you think about this, Lawyerina. I think we have arrived at the reason none of us, including you, knew that the death sentence was abolished so recently. Because in 2002 and 2003, regional capital defender offices were created to represent almost all capital defendants at trial. And at this time, death sentences significantly declined and they weren't handled by local jurisdictions anymore. Yeah, no, I knew that because okay. when I had first started practice, I was aware that there was a capital defender's office and they would come in on capital cases. There was a local public defender's office that typically handled, you know, the indigent defendants. But if somebody was charged with a capital crime, then the capital defender's office actually came in from Richmond and represented them no matter the jurisdiction. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So that's why. So you knew it was still going on later than that. Yeah. I no, thought I maybe it kind of separated at that point and you never even really learned anything about it. I definitely knew of the capital defender's office being involved in those sorts of cases but uh -huh. it definitely seemed to be like few and far between mm -hmm. I also learned though that although inmates were still on death row past this point like I said two were still on death row at the time the death sentence was abolished but the last death sentence was imposed by a jury in Virginia in 2011 so it was interesting that they had stopped sentencing people to death so 10 years before they finally got rid of capital punishment. There was apparently in Alabama a portable electric chair that they would take around the state. <laughs> the stupidest thing to make portable I've ever heard of. <laughs> Still over there Googling Google? <laughs> I just know these things. You know, I'm the only one who knew that that we had gotten rid of the death penalty last year. And y'all still hate on me. You didn't know. You Googled it no. last week. Uh, no, I knew it because I remember hearing it on the news because unlike certain people who remain nameless, I actually watched the news. <laughs> I think it was the last thing that Governor Northam did before he left office. I'm thinking about the Manson gang 
And they must have been tried and convicted during the period of time when there was no death penalty because they were all just in prison. Some and of them were, still are. Yeah, and were able to come up for parole and the state had to pay to have these parole hearings and deny them parole. And are on like a whole ass different road. Okay. Different road from okay. Different road. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like sometimes when you're going on a cross country road trip and then you see a sign <laughs> for like the biggest ball of yarn. <laughs> And then while you're at the biggest ball of yarn, you see like best ice cream in America, five miles ahead. So then you go there. I will never This is why forgive. I was never willing to go cross-country road tripping <laughs> with the two of you. I, I will never forgive your father for not stopping at the potato museum in Idaho while we were I won't forgive by. him and I wasn't even there. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to see the potato museum? very unhappy person <laughs> just kidding okay so <laughs> where were we well we where that's in california for some reason that was my point well let's jump back to virginia i do want to talk a little bit about some notable cases in the modern era or post greg era of capital punishment so that's after the 70s basically after the 80s if you want to get technical since virginia didn't start executions again until 82 so i have a a little list of some notable cases in the favorites Least, least favorites. favorites. Yeah. I used to save all my least favorites for the end. So I'm also kicking it old school today. So a couple of the ones that I've jotted down, I have in 1994, the South Side Strangler was executed. This man committed three rapes and murders in Richmond and one rape and murder in Arlington in the fall of 1987. I also jotted down Daryl Atkins, who abducted and murdered another man. This prompted the landmark case in 2002, where the Supreme Court ruled that executing people with intellectual disabilities is unconstitutional. What year was that? 2002. Wow. Yeah. That's like earlier when you said, never mind, I don't want to revisit the other circle of hells we've been in, but I can't believe how recently that is. It's very recently, definitely shockingly recently. Terrifying. So a little bit of what happened in that one. In 2005, a jury in Yorktown determined Atkins did not have any intellectual disabilities and he was sentenced to death. In 2006, though, the Supreme Court unanimously overturned the trial court's decision that Atkins was not differently abled. And finally, in 2008, his sentence was reduced to life in prison after a judge heard evidence that evidence was withheld and that the prosecutors coached and coaxed witnesses who were making statements during the trial. Wow. During this same time, this is a, a big one. The DC snipers were tried in Virginia for their crimes committed in 2002 in Maryland, Washington, DC, and Virginia. And mom, I'm pretty sure you mentioned this within the past couple of weeks, but they were actually specifically tried in Virginia because Virginia allowed the death penalty and even the execution of juveniles. And I, I briefly, briefly mentioned this last week, but Virginia put juveniles to death in 1999 and 2000. So again, wow. shockingly recent. Yeah. I mean, 
rather than have three trials, I think Maryland decided to let them be tried in Virginia because Maryland does not have the death penalty. So especially not for children. Well, I'm not sure that once the facts came out that Lee Malvo was ever facing the death penalty. I do think they felt it was a case of, I don't know, what do you call it? Undue influence Mm -hmm. that this older man had kind of corrupted him. So I don't know that he ever faced the death penalty. I'd have to go back and research it. I mean, I'm just saying at the talk about a tangent at the time they were choosing that is why they chose Virginia. Yes. Once the facts of the case came out, maybe it didn't matter anymore. Right. Right. But it did for the, the main guy. Yeah, John Allen Muhammad, he was executed in 2009, and Lee Malvo is serving life in prison. Just a quick aside, I did see Lee Malvo on TV. He actually had gone to a parole hearing and was denied. I wonder what it means to have a parole hearing if we're a non-parole state. Yeah, very strange. Maybe back then we weren't a non-parole state when he was convicted. Oh, you get like grandfathered in? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. This was his first parole hearing. He's been in prison for 20 years. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, considering he was like, what, 15? He'll be there forever. Around the same time, also in 2000, a man named Earl Washington was pardoned after DNA evidence eliminated him as the perpetrator of a 1982 rape and murder. He was sentenced to death for in 1984. He had been coerced into confessing by officers. Yeah, I, I think lots is of so people sad. were. It is, yeah. It's terrible. It's scary. You can't come back from that. That's the, That's the problem. You can't take it back. If you accidentally execute someone, it's the end. Yep. If some sort of new technology comes out that proves that that person was innocent, oops. Yeah, and what do like, you do with somebody you've taken away 28 years of their life. I mean, I know yeah. these people get like a check, but there's really? no making up for that. I don't no. care how big the check is. No. I don't think like $4 billion could make up for that. You, I, you just lost everything. Yeah. Your youth, your marriage, your children. Yep. Your parents. Yep. I, I think I remember reading about one of these guys who was wrongly convicted and then found innocent. And his parents had died. He wasn't even allowed to go to his mother's funeral mm-hmm. when he was in prison. I mean, just terrible, terrible sad. stuff. Really, really sad. In 2010, a woman named Teresa Wilson Bean Lewis, the only female executed in the modern era of executions in Virginia, was executed for the murders of her husband and her stepson. She... Oh Yeah, she murdered the men hoping to profit from a $250,000 life insurance policy taken out by her stepson who was about to be deployed to Iraq. Yeah. It's just amazing to me that people can actually think that $250,000 is enough money to kill somebody for. I mean, again, I don't really think $4 billion (laughs) is enough money. So can't relate. Yeah, I mean, that she knew this guy, we're assuming, and thought, oh, well, you know, I'd rather have the money. And I don't know why she killed her husband. Maybe it was just sort of a setup or something to make it look like 
somebody had broken and killed both of them. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, each one of these that I'm mentioning would obviously be, I mean, I don't know. We don't know these people. So it's definitely outside the original (laughs) scope of our show, but they could each be their own episode. Maybe we'll need to branch out from time to time. I didn't look into them a lot because I knew I would fall down each rabbit hole on all of them. Yep. It's all just so fascinating. I mean, Mm -hmm. just that little bit that you told us about Mary or whatever the hell her name was. I mean, Teresa. (laughs) Teresa Wilson Bean Lewis. How could you forget? (laughs) Teresa Wilson Bean Lewis. (laughs) It's great. Yeah, but I mean, we had the earlier episode where, yeah, the guy took out umpium life insurance policies on his wife and finally decided today's the day. I mean, how do you do that? How do you like wake up in the morning and look at your spouse across the table and think today's the day? I I still kind of think that guy might have been innocent. What? He was not innocent. (laughs) You're just, you're obsessed with innocence. You should work for the Innocence Project. Ooh, maybe they need an intern. So the last couple that I wrote down here, January 2013, serial killer Robert Gleason, who threatened to keep killing fellow inmates unless he was executed, was eventually executed after murdering two of his cellmates. What a request. Like, yeah. Okay, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Very bizarre. And wow. then on October 2015, Salvadorian American serial killer Alfredo Prieto, I'm I'm sorry to everyone, everyone Prieto? who knows how to pronounce that. I apologize. Was Don't executed. Worry, expert on how to pronounce El Salvadorian names <laughs> here on the episode. He was executed in Virginia. He was initially charged for crimes related to the abduction and murder of a 15 year old girl whose friends survived and called the cops. But eventually DNA profiling linked him to eight other murders across the country. Oh my God. Googly moogly. How did we get unlucky enough to end up with that guy? Like he went and murdered all around the country. I know. And we got him. Yeah. I think this is where he was living at the time and maybe where his last victim was. But like I said, I didn't dig too much into any of these because I knew I would get obsessed and not be able to stay on task. Literally, these are all so crazy. Well, there is one that we probably are going to talk about, which was, I think, right when you moved into the area, mom, as a newlywed. (sighs) Yeah. And a, a horrible crime took place in the town where you were living. And that guy was on this list. Yeah, it was pretty horrific. People were really scared to go out, especially, well, women, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it just, I guess these sort of spree killers or serial killers, it's a scary thing if there's one kind of mm-hmm. operating in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I am literally like looking over my shoulder right now. For people, like, me too. Free killer at my door. I was waiting in the car for my husband yesterday and I was like, what's my escape plan? How am I going to get myself and my dogs out of this car <laughs> if someone comes up to my window? It's scary. Finally, on February 3rd, 2021, the Senate voted 21 to 17 to abolish the death penalty in Virginia. 
On February 5th, the House also voted to pass the bill abolishing the death penalty 57 to 41. Well, those were very and, close votes. Yes. And on March 24th, after some revisions, the bill was signed by the governor, officially ending capital punishment in Virginia. I said earlier, two men were still on death row at that time, and their sentences were commuted to life sentences. And the last men executed in 2017 were the uncle from our story two weeks ago for his crimes in 2006. And the last guy executed in the state murdered two people in a shooting near Virginia Tech. So it wasn't the Virginia Tech shooter. It was a shooting near Virginia Tech. His name was William Charles Morva. And that controversial drug cocktail we talked a little bit about two weeks ago was used for both of these men. And apparently it was said that it subjected the former guy, the uncle from our story, to an excruciating death that felt like drowning. Well, so. not, oh. not, not to be. I uh, guess his lawyers were right. Right. Well, I feel like he probably deserved that death. Torture is bad. He tortured and killed Google. He tortured tortured and killed children. I don't think there's a death that could have, you know, uh, yeah. I think he should have been torn apart by wild animals. I'm sure there are many, (laughs) many, 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 many people that agree with you. So listen. Yeah. We arrived at a part I've been avoiding. Oh, wait. No, stop. We've arrived at a point I've been avoiding a little bit. I'm out. My lawyer friend. I just want to say that we we might be hearing from you a little bit less over the coming weeks. And I wanted to give you the floor to tell everyone what you have going on if you want to. I mean, some of it's exciting. Swan song. Swan song? What does that mean? That's a euphemism for saying goodbye. That sounds dramatic. So yeah, I'm I'm just not necessarily going to be able to join you guys every episode. mm -hmm. I got a new job and I have a lot of responsibilities at work and I've gotten added. Congratulations. (laughs) I mean, I know I've already said that to you many times, but congratulations in the public sphere. Yes. Too bad the crimes continue to be. Yeah, the other day, the public defender's office in my jurisdiction said that they're not taking any more new cases because they're overworked. Wow. Yeah, I just have gotten added to a couple of different new opportunities at work too. I'm going to require some awkward hours and some working on weekends and stuff again, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I don't That's want exciting, you guys though. to have to wait for all the fun murderers out there <laughs> sunday fun day we'll have to we'll have to try and drag you back when we hit a, a bump in the road where we need some insight no don't no, worry I have a... you have you what would you possibly <laughs> need other than I, that i have my law and order law degree <laughs> listen oh, i'm gonna God. i have a solution i'm just gonna give everyone your personal phone number <laughs> so they can text you and they have a legal question during an episode don't worry i have it under control <laughs> looks like i'll be getting a new <laughs> personal phone number <laughs>
but yeah, I I, I'm sure we'll text you when we have questions and read your texts, recite your knowledge. So it's not a goodbye. It's not a swan song. Yeah, that's a, that felt really weird. <laughs> that felt- well, it's, it's not like, you know, I just, well, we're glad you joined us today, despite fighting off COVID. So for the, for the last well, regularly well, scheduled time, do you have anything to add? Not Googler. <laughs> I don't know why she's giggling like that. The giggling Googler. The giggling Googler. Don't worry. This isn't goodbye. This is just ta-ta for now. <laughs> I, I want you to sign off with your signature. Do, 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 do. Oh, she's doing Don't it, but she's breaking up. Noise. What's wrong with you? You were breaking up, so we didn't hear you. <laughs> oh, that was a that good was, one. It was, it was. That was a really good one. <laughs> Maybe I'll get some fucking internet in the interim, bro. <laughs> good Lord. All right. Did you have anything to add or are you still Googling? Oh, are you now talking to the giggling Googler? <laughs> this bitch just called herself the giggling Googler. I'm worried. Oh, I'm so sorry you to leave you here. Uh... You know, I have to say, I was listening to an earlier episode and I was thinking, what a great team you two made. Made, Aww. bitch, damn. Made. We'll you take just, that. We'll take the maid part delete, out. Delete, <laughs> okay, what a great team you two make. I mean, you play off each other really well and you make it, you, despite the subject matter, you make it funny and enjoyable and interesting. Thanks, Gigla. Hi, so nice to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a mom. She can't multitask, but she is nice. <laughs> I'm mad you said I'm a mom. I can multitask. I don't think that your time has passed for that skill. What? When was that? We must have missed it. She said it earlier. Maybe when you were doing something. No, I mean, when was her time to multitask? <laughs> I'm giving her the benefit that. of the doubt. I'm sorry. I raised three children. I had a full-time job. I cooked dinner. I'm I sorry. Laundry. <laughs> All right. Well, before we fall completely off the rails, I will just say that don't forget, you guys can always go on our website, the murderer, you know, podcast.com. You can email us murder, you know, at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your stories. You can check us out on social media, murderer, you know, podcast on Instagram and at MYK pod on Facebook. If you've liked the podcast so far, you can always rate review and subscribe. If you have anything that you think we could improve or something that you love, always feel free to let us know that too. Other than that, I'm sorry. <laughs> We have to get back to multitasking. So until next week, <laughs> goodbye. Recording no longer in progress. Do-do.